I'm Jaquita and welcome to Living as Latinas. Here I have my co-host Audi with me. Hello. Today we have two very special guests. We have Sofrito Speaks with us. We got Nina and Rue. What's happening? I I was listening to one of their podcasts about LGBTQ and I was like, I need to do this topic and I need to invite them. So that's kind of like what made me bring them on as special guests for today. So first, let's start. um, Tell me a little bit about you guys. So Sofrito Speaks, you know, we're a podcast out of Lawrence, Massachusetts, like y'all. And we focus on mental health topics and topics that are kind of not discussed in our community. So we like Mm -hmm. to get a little real and raw with it. yeah, uh, similar to what you said, uh, talking about things that are very taboo, things that, you know, we might have been uh, shamed for, even wanted to talk about um, in terms of like why one might be sad, why someone is crying, you know, well, boys don't cry and that whole aspect of being machismo and then me being a Latina and, you know, I'm supposed to want to cater to my man and that's completely opposite of who, who I am as a woman. Um, and even like, uh, we, what did we talk about? We talked about depression. We talked about LGBTQIA plus. We've talked about um, our parents. Financial struggles. Financial struggles. Uh, um, what it's like to have support in your city. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. Um, I think that we try to cover as much as we can from like all types of aspects. So it's not just focused in one way. Because I think when we look at mental health, a lot of people think, um, you know, it's just about your feelings and and emotions. And it's way bigger than that. And it's a conversation that needs to be had because like in the Latino culture, like it's very much so, you know, shut up. Oh, you'll be fine. Oh, eso no hay nada. You'll get over it. I got feelings. Um, and the people that don't know, Ruben and I are cousins. We are related, um, but we literally see our family from two different points of view. He um, is on the outside looking in. I'm on the inside looking out. So that's mm-hmm. a very, it's a very interesting dynamic when we talk about family and things like that. And it goes the same on my side of the family, where you're the outside looking in, and I'm the inside. So same family, different, different, different pods. Yes. Is how mm-hmm, I explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So cool. That is, um, all of those topics are really important, especially now because the world is going through the most craziness I have seen in my whole life. <laughs> and I think that people people um, need some type of like permission sometimes to be able to say what they feel and mm-hmm. and and like to be sure that it's fine. You you can be having a bad day and it's okay. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means that you're struggling and I'm struggling, so it's okay. Yeah. But right. can we talk about it, right? Right. And I think that's important. Like sometimes, like I said, in our in our culture, it's very much so pushover and just like you'll be fine, man up, woman up. But it's deeper than that, you know, and there's a lot of things that even we learned on the podcast since we started, like, wow, we didn't know this shit affected us as much as it does. Uh And now as adults, and when you look at your behavioral patterns and everything, and you're like, 
wow, all of this stems from this one moment in my childhood because I didn't get to speak about it. So we want to make sure that we have a platform that does exactly that. As you guys do too, who listen to a few episodes and you have a few (laughs) topics that I'm like, all right, woman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We try to, I mean, we, we do the same. So we try to help people with mental health topics and also just like, you know, we, we try to do a lot of like empowerment, um, you know, self-education, um, different topics, you know, just to kind of help people the same way and, and, you know, give them the tools that they need to be able to talk about these things or put them into perspective or a language that they understand. Gotcha. Same. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Nice. So welcome. Welcome to Living as Latinas. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. So um, tell me how would someone would be able to get a hold of you? Like if they wanted to listen to you or, you know, how do they reach you or see so you? We are available on the Anchor app. We're available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Okay. And we also got some content on YouTube to make you laugh and help you get through your week. <laughs> I like watching the rants. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, we have like different uh, sections. I like just started um, Sofrito Rants on the Instagram page. Ruben was like, all right, I need you to take that content on your own page. I need you to transfer, transfer it, it over, over. here um, to gain a following, which he wasn't wrong. Um, it's it's definitely helped with um, our followers going up. We, you can find, it, find us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks. Facebook, Sofrito Speaks as well. We pretty and much. So, uh, our Twitter. main website is sofritospeaks.net. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, I wanted to ask one of the questions. So, when you guys were growing up, um, what was the first time that you heard the term LGBTQ, gay, lesbian, any of them? <laughs> I- uh, so for me, uh, the first time that I came across the term, I was actually 12. I was in sixth grade, 11, mm-hmm. 12, around there. And I only came across it because a group of girls kept referring to me as a lesbian. And I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of context. So I lost my brother when I was 11. Uh, he had committed suicide. And I didn't know it back then, but I was depressed. Um, I was 12. I didn't know I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know what it was. Um, I started wearing his hoodies, and I would just wear sweatpants to school. And that's what it was. And I guess that me dressing like that uh, I guess, gave these girls um, the ammunition they needed to refer to me as a lesbian. Mm. Um, and when I heard the rumors... Bomb bitches. I know every single one of their names to this day. First and last name, don't mess with me. Um, <laughs> whenever they follow me on social media, I'm like, I still hate you. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm never letting um, it go. <laughs> you doing? Yes, I'm going to let you follow me. Watch me flourish, you assholes. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 um, I don't know what, I should, probably should have asked that when they asked about questions at the beginning. Y'all cuss. Um, <laughs> so they, I heard the rumors, some, one of the boys that was in that little group came up to me and they were like, you know, doing the whole petty, you know, so-and-so said you're a lesbian. Is that true? And I was like, what is a lesbian? Like, I don't get it. So my innocent-minded self, little Nina, um, asked what it was. And they were like, oh, it means you like girls. And my innocent response was, well, yeah, they're my friends. Because yeah. I didn't know that it meant, I didn't know it meant sexually. I didn't know that mm-hmm. that's what it was. 
Um, so this went on for, for a while, um, until it was, I think it was my twin sister who actually was like, you know, it's an insult, right? Like they're saying it to be me. Um, and I just didn't like, I, I was just like, I don't get it. Like, why is that mean? Like, it doesn't, it never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was 12. Yeah. I think for me, um, the first time I heard the term gay was probably in the fourth grade. Um, when I was first grade through third grade, I was always hanging around with the girls. And that was just natural to me. I always took to women. Um, I always looked at a woman a little bit differently, more than, you know, not sexual, but in a sense of like, oh my God, you're amazing. And I love yeah. what you're wearing and I want to wear that. <laughs> but, um, and then when I got to the fourth grade, like the same situation, you know, I had bullies. I wasn't really bullied like in the movies, like people were jumping me and all that. Like I was really well accepted, but people like, you know, when they're, these kids are having their bad days, they're like, oh, you fucking faggot. Oh, you know, you're mm-hmm. gay. And I'm just like, oh, haha, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, it never really bothered me because it was just like, I don't even know what that is. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even know what that is. That's what I always said to myself. Like, they don't even know what that word means. I don't even know what that word means. But the first time that I was like labeled that and like, uh, heard those terms were in the fourth grade, mm-hmm. North Central Elementary. Y'all bitches bums. Period. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting that both of you had experiences with those words and not knowing what it means. Because that is actually the first thing that I think about every time I hear um, a kid or a teenager talking about these things. I'm like, do you even know? Because I sometimes don't even know what it means, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like kids usually like to talk about these things in a hurtful way. And so for someone learning what it means and and also having feelings on the side, it must be really hard. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it you don't understand and, and people assume it's a bad thing, but nobody knows what it is. Especially at such a young age, right? Like people are calling. Then you have to like wonder. So when I was working with kids, whenever I would have to reprimand a child for saying something like that, I would always ask, you know, do you know what that means? But I can't even fault the child because I'm like, I want to know where you heard it from. Mm. I want to know how you knew how to use it in context, but you don't know what it means. Exactly, so right? Like it's a lot bigger than that. So obviously they probably heard it in the home or, you know, like in, 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 the, Latin, in the Latin community, in the Latin home, it's like men are supposed to be viewed this way. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if a father told his son, that's gay, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So then now that he's like, oh, I wanted to play with my sister's dolls and they go to school, they see a kid playing with dolls, like, oh, that's gay. So then that's how they make that connection. And it's just, it's just so much bigger than, the word itself is like where they got it from. And I think yeah. to that that point, you know, I, now as an adult, when I work with kids and I hear them use these terms, it, it lets me know one hurt people hurt people. So like these kids, like who knows who's calling them a faggot or who's calling them gay and they're struggling with their sexuality. You know, I feel like from when we're born, we're automatically labeling these kids like, oh, you're straight. And it's funny enough because they always say that they're pushing the gay agenda on kids, but you know, I can come to that argument with, well, we're pushing the heterosexual agenda on kids because we're not even allowing kids to make these decisions for themselves as you should make that decision for yourself. You shouldn't be steered in that direction right, from no one. Yeah. And, and I think that parents too, like when 
when they have kids, when they're noticing that, okay, you know, my son likes to play with these toys or my likes, my son's favorite color is pink or any of those things, they should be like, okay, that's fine. That's who you are. Right. Because, you know, when they don't do that, they make that person feel like they're doing something bad. Um, and then they don't start, they just from a very small young age, they start not liking themselves, you know? And that's where like the depression stems from and all those issues that they have may have. And that's super important because like I have a best friend right now who's uh, her son, he's three years old or four years old. And um, he like recently came to her and said to her, you know, can you paint my nails pink? And she was like, she called me, she's like, I don't know how to react to that. And I'm like, do it, do it. If this is what he wants to do, then do it. And you know, these are phases that everyone goes through. Not, mm-hmm. not any, like, you went through a tomboy phase, you know, like I went through a feminine phase and now I'm like, all right, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. Like these are things that you have to experiment with. And life, you know, is so wide. Why are we just focusing on one narrative, one way, one way of living? You know, boys can't paint their nails. Why? All of your favorite rappers are painting their nails right now. You know, boys can't play with dolls. Why? They got action figures. So you want them to play with men dolls, but not women dolls. But aren't you pushing a straight agenda? So... What are we doing? You know, yeah, exactly. because, because having you heard, there's not such a thing as a women superhero or a boy who's cute. It doesn't right. exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or the boy that cleans the house and, you know, with the broom and stuff. Those things are only for the little girls. That's their job. Right, right. It's ridiculous. It is. It is ridiculous. It's like, you have to be home at this time, this time, and this time. And then you're watching your brother walk out the door. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know. It's like, you need to clean up his room. Now. Right. Like, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I've always felt bad for, I mean, my mom was wicked strict all the way around. But she was more, a lot more lenient with my with my twin sister than she was with me, which I'm still questioning to this day. Um, but just, like, the difference in, in, like, my friends. Like, if I'm hanging out at their house and, like, their brother's walking out at, like, midnight and we're, like, curled up on the couch because we couldn't go out anywhere but we were we had to bake cookies and that's what girls want to do on a friday night or whatever and it's just like it's just such a the conversation you can have it many 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 times and i feel like every time i have this conversation about the lgbtqia plus community i there's always an aha moment out of every conversation yeah they'll start off the same and then by the end of it it's like oh damn i didn't think about it that way right 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 and something that while um you were talking about your that experience. I was thinking that, you know, kids don't usually have a, a dirty mind or they don't see things the way we see things. Mm-hmm. And so when a four-year-old is telling his mom that he wants his um, nails painted pink, mm-hmm. we already, you know, we come in with the whole story about why and how and what's going to happen next. And oh my God. Mm-hmm. And the poor kid probably saw something on TV or something and he thought it was fun. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, he's not even times, thinking. Like you think about how many times you got dragged to the nail salon with your mom on a Saturday morning. Right. Exactly. Like, like fun. Mom looks relaxed. This is yeah. Like Can I have that too? Or mom's getting I- all the compliments. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of innocence to children. And I think that when we're pushing our own agendas or we're pushing our own biases on them, we're just tainting them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think there's also like a, a medium line or a middleman, should I say? Um, I think like I explained to her, maybe, you know, still the parent, you still want to feel comfortable 
with what you're doing with your child. Maybe right now pink isn't the option. Maybe that's too much for you to take in, but you can offer clear nail polish. Mm-hmm. You know, he took it. He was like, yeah, yeah. He just, what he wanted to explore was the painting of the nails. He wanted, you exactly. know, his sister doing it. He sees his mm-hmm. mother. Doing it. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's young. He doesn't know. And he's being raised by his mother primarily. So it's like a thing where it's like, we need to let kids just explore and, and be okay with these things so that when they get older, they're not growing in hate or yeah, right. in community because they don't understand, which is what we have now. A lot of people hating gay people, lesbians, you know, my whole, I, I don't know all the letters of my whole community, you know what I'm saying? Maybe <laughs> all of them. And it's just like, you know, it's because it's rooted in not really knowing you know, the, the truth behind it, the meaning behind it, what, the, what those people bring to the table, who they are. Instead of looking at people for, for what they are, what they exactly. do, we're looking them for what they are. You know, and that doesn't make no sense to me. Yeah. And, and I don't think that people realize that it's trauma. It's what it is. You can't mm. pretend that you're going to do that to your kids and, and not have them be traumatized. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. it's so interesting to me within our community how you know if it's the gay cousin it's like oh it's okay the moment that that shit knocks on your door now it's a problem oh yes into the house now it's a problem yeah it's like for so many years i mean and and with with my own sister you know um i have you know he's he's I don't refer to Ruben as my gay cousin, but he is a gay, he is a gay male and he is my cousin. Um, you know, I have a, a gay female, a lesbian cousin as well. And, you know, I never, I always loved them the same because I never saw them being treated differently from anybody mm-hmm. in my family. But I didn't know what happened in the house. I don't know what the inside of his house looks like. Mm-hmm. But I know that the moment that that shit came knocking on, on my door in my house, I know it was a problem when my sister came out. So it was, it's, it's so interesting to me how, as long as it's not in my house, in my house it's, okay. it's okay. You mm-hmm. know, like, and then it can't leave those four walls. That's why we have podcasts. And then, and they also act too, like I've noticed this in families, you know, like they play the blame game, right? So if you're the, the gay cousin, that's it. It's your fault because you influence them. You talk to them about something or, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's just like, no, like these people just, they want to be who they want to be. Like, let them be. Such a dope, dope point that you bring up because uh, I know that in my house, when my sister had come out, my first, my my mother's first reaction, you know, and this is no diss to my mom. Again, she, she's made a lot of strides yeah. um, to be a lot more understanding. Um, there's still a lot of work to do, but, you know, it's, it's a lot better. Um, her first initial reaction was like, well, were you ever sexually assaulted? And I didn't know about it. Mm. You know, did anyone say something to you? Did it, like her, her first reaction was like, something traumatic had to happen for this to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just be, there's no way she can just be like, there's right, no yeah. something had to happen. To, that's why she has mistrust of men or that's why. And you know, as an adult now I'm looking at her, like you realize <laughs> your baby daddy's stuck around. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk, let's unpack that. But then it's like, once you hit them with their own truth, now mm-hmm. te falta repeto. Mm-hmm. Claro. You know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 a it's a beast. It's a beast to take on for sure. And how dare you say something about being her fault? 
She raised her. Wow. She did, you know, everything she could. Job. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> she's getting her master's degree. So just because you don't like being in her bed, that has no concern, has nothing to do with you. It's a problem, sis. Make it make sense. I don't get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. And why why do you guys think it, there's such a con- controversy around this? Like what? When did it go wrong? <laughs> right. <laughs> or like, did it started wrong from the beginning? I, I, I mean, I have to blame. Um, I've only experienced discrimination in my family from Christian mm. family members. Okay. Um, everyone in my family, <laughs> everyone in my immediate family has shown me nothing but love and support, um, especially my mother. My mother took that like a grain of salt. Like she was just like, you're not telling me anything I didn't know. Right. <laughs> so it was like shocking for me because I'm like, here I am battling it all these years. And she's just like, and like, what are we doing right now? But like, so you caught up? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was on but page 20, but you weren't. <laughs> right. I've only experienced it from, you know, Christian family members or, mm-hmm. you know, people who are rooted in that religion lifestyle. And you know, that has a big thing to do with it. You know, we're, we're talking about a religion that's literally been changed numerous times, um, a Bible that has came out thousands of different ways. And if you've noticed throughout the years, the words have been changed. Oh, yeah, so definitely. To be literally just keep that basically the American dream, I would say, to keep that that life where it's a man and a woman with a house, two kids, a dog, a fence, and this and this, and all of it is in these rules and all of these things you have to follow or else you're going to hell. And then out of nowhere it came, you know, gay has been around since way before all of this right now. Gay mm-hmm. has been around since the beginning of, of time. There are mm-hmm. proven studies, there are um, animals, different species that are that are gay. And, you know, we're the only species that discriminates against a gay person or a lesbian or someone who just someone who is doing something that you do not have enough knowledge about and you do not understand mm-hmm. which is crazy because people will go to, the, to mars and back to figure out the unknown. <laughs> I'm gonna fix this. that that is the most that is the most interesting part you know we're, we're trying to go and and learn about a whole new planet when we can't even understand that, each other that part, that part <laughs> Yeah. And it'd but, be the ones it'd be the people believe in the aliens that are like, no, gay is not a thing. Right. <laughs> but aliens are real. I can't. I cannot. Well, <laughs> but I think that's where the, the big controversy comes from. And then, you know, gay gay marriage being accepted a few years ago mm. legally. Like, I mean, I'm just like, I don't first of all, like the whole concept of marriage doesn't make sense to me, period. But you know, if people want to marry each other, then just What's the big deal? What's the big deal? And it was only accepted because the income from gay marriage was growing. You know what I'm saying? Like people were like understanding that through gay marriage, this is now the new way, the new trend. Let's Mm -hmm. push it. Let's accept it nationwide. And it's just like everything is just, it really just comes down to educating yourself about what it is. Like my brothers, I have conversations with them all the time. Like, you know, do you use the word faggot? Do you use the word gay? And it's like, They'll tell me like, yeah, one time I used it and this time I used it. And it's like, you got to understand, like, you have a gay brother, whether you like that or not. You know, you can't just be out here calling people faggot, faggot, faggot. That's not a cute term. That's Mm -hmm. pretty stupid and uneducated of yourself to use. And, you know, these are other words that you can use, like jerk or 
asshole. Like, <laughs> you know. there's plenty of other words we could say. That's true. That's true. There's a whole dictionary full of right. words. In Spanish and English, right? Urbandictionary.com. <laughs> but, but talking about the controversy and you bring up the religious um, part of it, um, it's really hard for me to fully understand how that works because um, the way I see it is you're human, I'm a human, I'm supposed to love you no matter what, because that is the thing that we're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so when someone from that background comes to me uh, making comments like that, I don't fully understand where it comes from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, the teachings are based on, are supposed to be based on love. And yeah. so if I love you, it shouldn't really matter who you go to bed with. Right. Because that's none of my business. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like I don't want to know. I, I shouldn't want to know because that's you and that's on you. And so it is really difficult to fully understand like the whole thing and why is it so, so bad. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the the picking and choosing of what sins we want to condemn. Uh, right. Yeah, that's true. It, it comes so with. it's like you being gay. And and the same and the same, but this is the, this is where religion, you know, it messes me up because it's like God loves the sinner but hates the sin. So he can be a gay man, but if I'm having premarital sex, there's still sins. In the eyes of God, we're still sinning. Like the, the one sin isn't good. Which one's worse, right? And who determines that? Like you're not supposed to wear like mixed cloth or something like that. And that's even a sin. Having your there's ears pierced is a sin. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Eating so certain meals, eating yeah. certain meals, eating certain foods, like it's it there it's the picking and choosing of what we want to condemn is that that's what gets me within religion. It's like you're not going to sit here and tell me that the pastor's been fucking the usher for X amount of years, but you're mad because he's gay. What? Like the, it, Again, it, this it, is this is all rumored and not the, rumored. Yeah, it's not confirmed. <laughs> church chooses to cover up is is so interesting to me but so I, I also think like to your point how you're saying you know um you don't understand those comments and i can understand where you're coming from because i think that when we look at religion it's so wide you mm -hmm. know and you probably went to i don't know your background but you probably went to a church where that that was the teaching and that was the correct way to teach you know but there are people and there are camps literally designed through the churches to teach, you know, young men and young women. We still have concentration camps. We still have people who are getting, what is it called when they do the, the electro? Um, electro ET, ECT treatment. Yeah, like mm -hmm. all of that therapy just because they're gay and this supposedly helps them. Like these oh, things wow. still exist. I didn't know that. It's not talked about often, but, you know, when it comes down to religion and the reason why I say religion is because there are churches out there who literally will be like, you know, gay is a sin, da da da, da but we'll accept them in because they're bringing income, but they'll still preach up there like, you know, gay is a sin, you know, but we're going to accept those and stuff like that. So I think that when I say religion, I, I just want to be clear, like, I'm not saying all Christians. I know a lot of Christians who are super chill down to earth, and I respect, like, when I'm 
I mean, I believe in it, but I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm respecting it. I'm not cursing. I'm not doing all this craziness. You don't see me twerking in the corner. I'm doing what I need to do <laughs> by the name of your God, <laughs> you know. <let> it be. <laughs> yeah. And I think things have changed, too, you know, especially with religion. There are, like, people who are more loving and accepting and all that, you know, like. It should be. And I think for my family, so like my brother's gay and um, my family, like 90% of them are like uber religious, like my brother's a pastor, um, <laughs> you know, and, and when he came out, I remember him being so afraid of like my mom, you know, and, and what her viewpoint was on it. But she was like, you know what, like you're my son. Mm-hmm. And regardless of my beliefs and how I feel, like you come first, you're my blood, like you are my son and my love for you will never end, you know? And I was just like, that's cool. <laughs> like that doesn't, that doesn't happen all the time, but you know, I was just like, it's a proud moment. That's like, <laughs> that's like a personal goal of mine. When I think about, you know, my future children, I don't ever want my children to live in fear that they can't come and talk to me and, you know, their their father or whatever like i the same way that my my straight child would come home and be like mom this is my boyfriend or girlfriend is the exact same way if my child is gay to come home be like mom this is my boyfriend or girlfriend i'll be like okay so do y'all want pizza or tacos for dinner (laughs) (laughs) a goal for me as a parent that i create the utmost let's the trust and safe space for my children so that way they i'm trying to break generational curses and again, that is, that is my ultimate goal. And I don't want to ever backpedal or do what was done to me because I know, mm-hmm. I know the types of different traumas and triggers that can happen with it. And because, um, I'm, that is my goal. My sister and I are literally constantly, my sister more than me, cause I don't have patience, but having <laughs> conversations with my mom about why something she says isn't okay or why mm-hmm. this is the way that it is, or you know, why you can't say certain things. And it's just, all of that is literally the two of us had this conversation. She's doing this purposely because she's like, I'm not about to bring my kids up in that house. If she hasn't changed. It's so true. Yeah. And, and I think too, like, you know, these things that you're trying to do for your family in the future, like these are things that all families should do. Right. And, and it's something that we need to start with our children when they're young, like this educational piece, you know, it has to come from the household, from us, from our teachings, from us being accepting of everyone, you know, and being able to do that. Because like you said, when you had these experiences, when you were young, if the household is talking about these things and accepting then those wouldn't mm. even be words that have negative connotations, right. you know? Like people how be, many times have you heard of people being promiscuous or teenagers wanting to sneak out or this, this, and that? It's because they're being told that they can't do something. So now in their heads, they're like, well, why can't I do this thing? So mm-hmm. now it leads them to have that secretive life. And it's like, no, my mom used to sit and swear up and down. She knew everything going on in mine and my sister's life. And we would sit there and look at her, her cross-eyed. Right. Like, ma'am, you have no clue. And it's like, I know where my kids are all are at all times. I know what they're yeah. doing. It's like, okay, then 15 minutes before you come pick me up, stop playing. playing. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a really difficult thing to come to terms with mm-hmm. for some people. Some people really think that that they do because, you know, just based on the way that they're raising their kids. 
Right. And that is something that Jaquita and I talk about all the time is how are we going to make sure that all the kids we have, we have a lot of kids. We have a lot of I kids. I have three. I have four. So. God, are you y'all, look, y'all look super good, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, so we talk about that all the time. How are we going to make sure that our kids are that um, someone's future clients? with their whole family, you know what I mean? And that is one of the things um, that we have talked about before is we we teach them by talking to them, but 90% of the time they don't listen to you Mm -hmm. because you have nothing to say that they don't know Mm -hmm. already, right? So (laughs) teaching, teaching by example, doing these things, like being embodied, embodying this person that you want your child to be in the future is the way to go. Because once they, they're faced with having to make a decision, they're not going to remember what you said. Exactly. They're going to remember what you did. And mm-hmm. then they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you said um, you're trying to, to break through all this generational trauma, we're trying to do the same thing and it's our job it is it's interesting so how do you both i'm just totally just switched but i'm interested (laughs) to know how um because you guys are so aware and you guys know like what direction you want to go in raising your children what do you do about the outsiders like the theos and the theas that you know have might comments. have naysayers like the naysayers like how are you combating that so like it's like if you drop them off at Thea's house they come home mommy well Thea said this but you're saying one Not thing in the bitch. house <laughs> like, how, like, are you guys facing that how do you combat that I think for me, like I always tell them, you know, like I'm always having these conversations. So regardless of what other people are telling you, like this is where this is the truth. Like you need to listen to what I'm saying kind of thing, you know, because other people, um, even family members, they may say things, but they may not have the best interests, you know. And me as your mom, I always have your best interest at heart, you know. So, you know, like if you follow me or listen to what I'm saying, maybe it'll be better for you versus coming from like friends or aunts and uncles. And like, even if you have these things that they say to you, come back to me and tell me about them. Like, we'll we'll talk about it, right. you know? And and if it's something that I agree with, I'll agree with. And if it's not, then let's, let's find the common ground. Like, I'll have that conversation with you, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, I haven't experienced that because my kids are really little. They're <laughs> four, three, and two. And so, um, but my, uh, I hope, that when they're older, they can say to that person, you're wrong. That's not how it works. And be done with it. No that, explanation. That, that, that's what I'm striving <laughs> to make happen. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that can be really, really difficult when, you know, your abuela is telling you that you whack funny. And, you know, little senoritas don't do that. And all of these things that, that I, they used to tell me. Uh, it's it's difficult for a child to to be who they are, who you know they don't even know who they are, and so they're trying to to figure it out. And then all these people are saying a hundred different million things about who you should be. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. And um, one you speaking about that like reminds me of a time where my father 
um, he was really upset with me because he heard that I was hanging around with girls in the eighth grade. And he was like questioning me, like, why are you always with girls? You always talk about you have girlfriends and da, 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 but like girlfriends, like girls that are my friends. That's how I would tell him, like, they're just my friends. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you need to hang around with guys. Like my, my father was one of those like very toxic, masculine, like, los hombres son hombres. That's what he used to tell me. Los hombres son hombres, los hombres no lloran. And I'm there like, I it hurts. <laughs> you know, and it's like, when I look back at it, I'm like, well, one, he didn't know any better because that's what, you know, that's yeah, what was placed upon him. Two, these conversations were not around at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and three, he's coming straight from Puerto Rico. Like that over there was not flying at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's, you know, it's still so dangerous for my people, but it's gotten a little bit better. And especially with artists like Bad Bunny who are mm -hmm. speaking up and, you know, crossing over into that feminine side, you know, and people are hating on him for it still, but it, these are the things that we need to see. These are the things that older generations now need to look at and be like, pero eso es raro, pero, you know, que sea lo que sea, like whatever, you know, even if I take that as an okay, because if they're willing to say it is what it is, then I'm, I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool with me, because there's some things that mm -hmm. I see that I'm like, it is what it is, bro. I, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. but, it, but as long as you acknowledge it and understand it, I feel like that's really important. What are some ways, like, you feel like that things can be better? Like, what would you want to change if you could? I think we've, we've all touched upon it. It's that, that open line of communication, that, that mm -hmm. having that comfort to be able to have those conversations and not feeling like, you know, you're, you're the black sheep constantly because mm -hmm. you want to have these conversations. Or, you know, I label myself as the black sheep because I've always been the one to question when things aren't don't make sense to me. Like, I'm like, well, what do you mean? That's how it has to be done. Well, why can't it be done like this? And then, you know, like I said before, it's, it, it becomes that, you know, like, and it's, and it's just like, you almost, you almost make someone small when you constantly tell them to shut up. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I didn't realize that is through the podcast. And when we started it, that I realized that I had something to say. I've always had things to say. I just always had to hold it back. So I became an introvert. I'm constantly people watching. I always sat in the back of classrooms. I never wanted to do presentations. People pleasing at the same time. I was constantly people pleasing, yeah. doing what was, what, what was expected of me. So now that I'm literally breaking out of that for my own, it's like, damn, I, I wouldn't have to be so stressed out if this was normalized from jump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely open more communication. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think it comes down to communication. I also think it comes up down to this happens on the show all the time. I'll be having my little brain parts, my words get caught up. <laughs> um, it comes down to education as well. Like, you know, we can communicate all we want, but if there is no education behind it, if there is no understanding of the why, mm. um, you know, there is no answer to saying why someone gave it. There are some cases that it's because of this, because of that, but some people are just gay. Like, I'm just gay. Nothing happened to me. I lived a normal childhood life. I, you know, my mom told me that I played with dolls and she let it happen. She's like, that's, that, he's a kid. Like, what, what's the big deal, you know? And um, so I, I think the, the education aspect is like educating yourself as to what it is to be gay, what it is to be lesbian, and you know TQIA um, plus and all these things like I, I even I read the list and I'm like this is my community okay well I mean hi I <laughs> welcome been here I don't know all of these things but I, 
like I'm gay, so okay, we can, you know. But I'm always interested in learning more, and I read like through a lot of blogs, and I watch a lot of YouTube videos as much as I can take in. I can't remember everything, you know. When mm -hmm. I first was introduced to a transgender woman, um, that was hard for me to adjust to because I was like, I don't. The pronouns was hard for me to get in my head. I'm like, I knew you as a, as a male you know, for so many years. And I kept saying him, 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 him. And so she literally stopped and she was like, you need to get my fucking pronouns right. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, sis. Like, yeah, she was like, you need to get I'm a full grown woman. I'm a woman that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm like, it's just, I have to, you know, process it. So the education, all of that. Education. Well, I mean, and thinking of education and and how fascinating it is within our community, you know, a lot of the times education is pushed upon us. Like we like our high school diploma, that was that was mandal. My mom was like, nah, you're gonna give me that. Now you're gonna give me that college degree. And it's so interesting to me how our parents constantly push education in the household, but refuse to be educated on worldly matters. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Like how 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 have you been pushing me to do these things for so long? But then I learned these things out in the world that you sent me into, and then I want to bring it to you. But no, your time's passed. You can't teach mm -hmm. no dog tricks. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Yep. It doesn't make sense. I, I have never know. thought about that. Hmm. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And it, but you know that's a really good point because it shows you that people usually just do the things because someone said it was a good idea and so they mm -hmm. think it's a good idea no one is asking questions about why and they should be mm -hmm. especially when it comes to um your kids you well, don't want your kids why. to be respectful they ask why you're not supposed to question adults if they ask why now they're they're a troublemaker they're a troubled kid because they want to go against the social oh yes <laughs> you're being fresh Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I seriously think that that is one of the things that this generation, our generation, it's it's has already changed. Exactly. I really think that our kids are going to be the ones who are going to be pushed to ask the question. Like you're not getting an answer until you really fully ask questions, right? Because we've been through that and we are in, you know, in a common understanding that it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Some of us are still going through that with our parents. Like I know, right. like recently I've been having more conversations with my mom about certain things and she, like she'll see something. She's like, I just don't understand why every, you know, um, identity needs to be, you know, acknowledged or da -da -da. We're just people, and I'm like, yeah, but do you understand that when you literally tell someone who's transgender, oh, don't pay mind to that, or uh, you're not transgender, it's just a phase, you understand that you're literally shutting it down, and it's automatically making that person feel like, okay, I am now disconnected from you. I cannot associate myself with you. And this happens in families all the time, mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. with transgender, um, when, when families have a transgender member, like, they disown them. Like, how can you carry a child for nine months and go through hours of labor that you women go through? Bless y'all, but <laughs> how can you do all of that? And then just like 10 years later, 10 short years later, be like, oh, I, I don't want nothing to do with this person because this person is not who I thought it would, you know, they yep. would be. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's not about your thoughts. It's that, you know, we don't, there is no control. There is no pattern. There is no way to make sure that your child is straight. You can show them everything in their face, even, you know, the adult films and everything. And these things happen again. Um, you know, there are a lot of kids who are raised with sex as a very open concept in the household. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even still, if they're just not there, like if it's not in their heart, like you said earlier, we should just be able to love who we need to love. And that should be the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. It should never be, oh, why do you like, why do you like men? And kids ask those things. I work yeah. with kids. You work with kids. Like you mm-hmm. guys have kids. So, oh yeah. You know, we see the other side, you know, when y'all drop them off and you're like me, Angelita. And I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you about your little Angelita. She was out here asking about why, you know, and they ask these things and, and I've had kids, you know, I'm very open with my kids. I don't change myself for anyone. I'm just myself. And they ask me like, when did you know you were gay? Like, and I have these conversations in a safe way where it's like, I'm not cursing or giving them details or all this. I'm just like, you know, you, you kind of just know. And some of them are like, you can tell that they're like thinking in their head, like, am I gay? And I'm like, if you were gay, you would know. Yeah. This isn't, I woke up tomorrow and I was gay. If you were gay, you would just know. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a difference from, are they still there? Yeah, we're here. Oh, yeah, they're still there. There's <laughs> a difference from experimenting um, sexually as a teenager or, mm-hmm. oh, the internet connection is a little unstable, um, or as an adult, should I say, um, even though we, we know teenagers, but, um, then, then being in that light of knowing that you are, you know, gay. Because I know plenty of, of guys who are like, yeah, you know, I messed around a couple of times with a guy but I'm not gay. And I'm like, it's cool. Like, it's no, it's no, no judgment. judgment. Like, I, I just don't get it. It's so, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's almost weird. normalized when women want to explore their sexuality. Ooh. Oh yes. And it's- want to do it. It's a no go. Yeah, especially they say, oh, you get that out of your system. You just have to get it out of your system, especially during college years or whatever. You know, like, that's okay if you did that. And I'm like, Right. And then it's like, yeah. you, you almost, it's almost like a badge of honor. Like, no, I always knew I was straight or, you know, this is what it is. I never had to. Or you have super straights. You heard of super straights? No. Oh, honey. <laughs> what it's are this those? whole thing now, like this whole community of people who are just, they swear to everything that they will never be gay, never be caught in these situations. They are super straight. Okay. And they're just like. You're sucking some dick on the low. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking, why are you proving it so hard, right? Right. Like you're trying to. That is crazy to me that someone feels the need to do something like that. Exactly. Well, I mean, even with. So I know Boston, I think it was two years ago. Oh, Boston, yeah. I was livid. Um, I think this is what started, what sparked it. You were like, okay, this is, this is saying we're something. Booking we're booking We're going to get <laughs> So I went on this tangent, like, I think it was two years ago, because uh, Boston, a group of straight men were like, why do, why is there a gay parade? There's not a straight parade. And it's just. The ignorance behind that is the same ignorance behind Blue Lives Matter. It's the same ignorance because it's the same people singing the same song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're also super straight. And they're super straight. But, <laughs> um, it's just it's just one of those things that I just don't understand, like why we can't just let people celebrate who they are, you know? And it's mm-hmm. and 
it's the same as why when we're celebrating Black History Month. Well, what about White History Month? Literally every day of the motherfucking year, it's been washed. Everything's been washed, whitewashed, you know? And it's just like that having to go tit for tat, tit for tat, and, and not just letting people be excited for who they are. And, you know, it it sucks because I feel like there are people who want to be allies, but because of the shitty group of people they surround yeah. themselves with, mm. they they will not enter that realm of allyship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it costs zero dollars to be a decent person. I've watched kids, you know, but not bully, but call out the bully when they're picking on kids that might be gay. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's again like from from the beginning, full circle. It's all what is being learned. So yeah. I almost feel bad for the people who, you know, want to go against the grain, who want to, in a negative way, because going against the grain, you know what I'm saying? Like, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. You know? Safe women don't make history. Things right. like that. I, I almost feel bad for the people who are so brainwashed within their own homes to have all this hatred in their, in their heart that they have to emit that into the world because they were probably not given the outlet that they needed in order to um, get these things out. Or they probably just didn't have a safe space in a type of community to Mm -hmm. celebrate themselves and be who they are. And when, again, that whole thing came out with Boston wanting to, I was upset because I'm like, damn, I say I'm from Massachusetts. This is fucked up. Like I don't even (laughs) want to associate myself with Massachusetts right now. And I was, I was so mad about it because I, I think, I think back to, it was a post that I saw earlier this week. It's like, whatever you're saying about a celebrity, they're never going to see it online. But you know who's going to see it? Your friends and your family are going to see all the hateful things that you're posting online. So when I hear my family members talk shit about certain things or use the word faggot or he's gay or this, that, and the third, it makes me so angry because they are these, we're listening. I can hear you. Just like whoever you're talking about can hear you. Words going to get, it's going to get back to them. So I pride myself on calling people out. Like you, you can hate me. I'm still going to get eight hours of sleep tonight. And if I don't, I will take a melatonin and I'm still going to sleep tonight. (laughs) But I, as as an ally, as um, someone who is very outspoken, like I could not lay my head down at night and disregard someone's feelings or not call someone out for the bullshit that they were saying in the presence of someone who might not have come out yet mm-hmm. who wants to come out but doesn't know how to come out but then listening to your bullshit they don't want to come out so it's it's just it's just a whole it's thing. the motherfucking bullshit it's, uh, it's the bullshit for me. <laughs> yeah just, we need to start holding people accountable for the shit that they say and stop it's it's the same people that'll repost um shit on social media but they don't even actually live by it like do you know some of us know you in real life like we know you're not about that (laughs) and that makes me so mad sometimes and i I remember posting this got like a lot of reposts i had posted that uh family a family will protect the child molester but this owned the gay child and that i can i will never that's something i'll never get over because the gay child isn't hurting anybody right Mm -hmm. But the and, child you know, is. not every family, but you know, there are those those family members that they're like, oh, cuidado con esto, que, hmm. you know. But then you, know, you walk in flaming hot, and they're like, no, 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 no,
it's it really sad that that is what someone is gonna go through you know what I mean because you should be we should all be feeling safe in our homes the world is a crazy place and so your home should be the place that you can be at and be who you are and not be in fear you mm -hmm. know Yeah, and that's why a lot of people who are, you know, a part of my community there, we rely on our friends, you know, we rely on the water that they say is not as thick as blood, but we rely on that because a lot of the times it's people who you, like, I've met people that I've known only one or two days, and they have shown me way more than what a family member has shown me, right. you mm -hmm. know, and I put my trust in them. I mean, you know, you got to weed through your people, but at the same time, it's like, some friendships and stuff like that that's why you keep them close because you're like yo you were there for me when you know when my mother turned her back on me an example or like you know anything else happened you were there for me you stuck around for me you helped me yeah so powerful and i think too like you know just people need to learn that their words have power right regardless if it's social media regardless if it's written texting you're literally spelled everywhere yes through our sentences Yeah. And so we need to take responsibility for not only what we say, but what we don't say. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. And even to go off of that, again, within our community, how, how many times have you heard I'm sorry from your parents? I never, it. never. Four of us sitting. I mean, yeah, my, my mom rides with your mom. My mother will apologize because I will not shut the fuck up. Like I keep saying, interesting because it's so fascinating to me how there none of us have had an actual concrete apology. But I, but what I do get is the food's done, food's ready. To come in. I'll get that, you know, instead of like a, I understand that my words were strong and they may have hurt you. And for that, I'm sorry. I've never mm -hmm. received that. So it's like being open-minded. Like, how do we, to go back to your question, all the way back to it, like, how do we, how do we make it better? It's keep having those conversations, but also being able to keep, hold somebody accountable and have that open mind and to be able to understand that there's vulnerability in being There's strength in being vulnerable. Exactly. And allowing yourself to have those conversations and say, I'm sorry, and things like that. Because sorry does go a long way. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it holds weight. So, again, one of those, again, aha moments all throughout the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's a really important conversation, one that we should have many times. Mm-hmm. Well, because like said, there's there's so many ways that you can go about this conversation. You know? Yeah, I think we started the conversation with one idea that you guys had, and we're in just a whole different direction because that's just the way that this topic works. It's a never-ending cycle, you know. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Um, if you had somebody that was struggling, that wanted to come out, or that needed support, like how what? recommendations would you give them like well how would you guide them through that process i think i don't have a concrete answer but the most recent person in my life that i've actually had come out when he said it i literally was like so are we getting pepperoni pizza 
And it, it was just like, to him, he kind of looked at me like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, so are we naming things that we like? I don't like, look up, like, cool. That's like, were you, did you not want to tell me? Did you think I was going to feel a way about it? He was like, I mean, no, I didn't really think it, I knew really, how you were going to react. It really react. throws us off guard when people don't react. Yeah, like, I'm like, okay, what are we doing now? <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. And then, you know, like, and then it's just like the follow-up of like, you don't have any questions. I don't care what you do in the bedroom. <laughs> like that's, that, all, that's the extent of it for me. It's yeah. like, I, I love, oh my God, like my heart soars when people come out to me and tell me, and I'm like, man, we done? Like, <laughs> it's the same way. Like if one of my homegirls would be like, oh, I'm dating this new guy. That's what's up. So tacos tonight. Like it's <laughs> clearly I'm craving pizza and tacos. Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> but it's just like one of those things that I like I'm so far my track record has been really has been what I've wanted it to be in terms of people who have come out to me like I it's it's a, the same across the board and I'm I pride myself on being that person that people can just be like yo this is I did this thing this is a thing this is what I'm about my gosh what's up mm-hmm. moving on um but I also, in having those conversations, you know, I've also had to hear the, the shitty side of like, you know, how maybe a parent might have reacted or a sibling might have reacted. Um, and I just remembered the first time that I had somebody closest to me come out, I was 15 years old in high school and I cried. And thinking back, the only reason I cried was because I was told it was the bad mm. thing. Mm. So if I could go back and apologize to that person that came out to me when I was 15 because I didn't know any better, I absolutely would say I'm sorry because that should not have been the reaction that I had, which is subconsciously probably been the driving force behind how I handle it now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I had, <laughs> had a, you know, I, I'm trying to think, you know, I had a coworker who started working with us back in New York and he swore up and down that he was straight and I didn't question it, but the girls there did. And I was just like, if he is, or if he isn't, does it change? You know, and the work contest, does it change the type of coworker that he is? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. And I'm like, and it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know? And he ended up coming out years later and I was like, bitch, I'm, I wasn't about to feel uncomfortable, you know, and I, I, I try to be respectful. Like uh, in our community, there's a lot of, um, you know, gay men who chase straight men. Um, I am not one of them. I have no interest in you. If you're straight, I, that, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, and a lot of guys, like gay guys, they'll ask me like, well, why don't you ever just try? And it's like, I don't, I know what respect is. And I think that I was raised in an okay household to understand that if you are identifying as straight, then that's okay. That's you. Um, As long as you don't be disrespectful to what I identify with and what I mess around with, then I won't be disrespectful to you about it. But now if a straight man makes a move. That's for a a whole different episode. (laughs) Let me block the camera. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. But you see that that is a, a really good point that you guys brought up about um you know people telling you I I would feel really uncomfortable if someone will talk to me about their sex life. 
in general. Like it doesn't matter if you're gay or lesbian or straight or whatever you are. I don't I don't think that people understand that that is like confidential. Is is that the right <laughs> word to use? Like I don't know. Like it's I don't a go taboo around, topic, right? I don't go some. around telling people who I went to bed with. And why am I expecting someone else to do that? Right. That is personal. I mean, if if you want to tell me, I guess. Right. Okay. It's, it's, one okay. of those. it's one of those. But I'm it's not like, gonna bait you and like ask questions. Like my sister, I know my sister has been crazy, and I'm like, I'm not saying ill because you're gay. I'm saying ill because you're my sister, and I don't want to hear it. Exactly. <laughs> Like if, uh, if if Ruben was telling me, I'd be like, "Oh my god, go on." And she has it on. <laughs> and they're like, "All right, bitch. Well, this is how it happened." Yeah, and then <laughs> my sister, I'm like, uh, "Don't talk to me. Like, I don't want to hear it. Go talk to your friends about that shit. I don't want to hear it." <laughs> and that, and she's like, "Why? If if you're straight friends, I'm like, it has nothing to do with gay or straight. I just don't know." Right, right. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Exactly. Mm. Oh, this has been so much fun. I know. Oh my God, yes. Thank you guys so much for having us. So many learning moments. So many gems dropped. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Will you please remind everyone where to find you in social media? So you can find us at Sofrito Speaks on Instagram, (laughs) Twitter, Facebook, and then you can... Follow and listen to us on Anchor app, iHeartRadio, YouTube, um, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I just do the technical stuff. I let Nina handle all the speaking on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is teamwork. Right, right. Teamwork. And then I'm on Instagram on my own personal at with that Nina underscore. And I am at Ru.Zalez, Z A L E Z. well i guess this is the end but you know please um subscribe to our youtube page our instagram pages as living as latinas listen to all our podcast episodes on all the platforms um and make sure that you make sure you follow us enjoy your week and always remember to be kind to others